What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast, the only daily NFL podcast on the entire internet, therefore on the entire planet, as far as I know. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It was fun to say that. Uh, thanks for... Well, fun to say that I'm the host. Also fun to say that it's the only daily podcast on the internet. Uh, who knows if that's actually true? Uh, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. Thanks for diving in. Today, we're going to talk a little bit of hard knocks, and then we'll get to Pete Prisco, who's driving from Jacksonville to Tampa. He will explain to me why I'm an idiot for suggesting the Jaguars should trade for Teddy Bridgewater. There you go, Jags fans. And uh, then tomorrow, we actually, we already got the whole week lined up. Pretty excited about that. On Thursday, we're going to have an interview with Mark Sessler of NFL.com. Mark's a great dude. Uh, Brown's guy, too. So we're going to sandwich Mark in between uh, Hard Knocks and uh, and the Browns-Eagles game, which is going to be on Thursday night. And then on Friday, going to get you ready the same way we did last week. Dave Richards going to join me for a lengthy show. Dave doesn't know how long it's going to be, but that's fine. Uh, lengthy show previewing the entire weekend, the entire week three from a fantasy football perspective. Real football, too, but you got your drafts coming up. We want to get you ready. So we're going to tell you what to look for in these week three games. I'll tell you one thing, buddy boy. <laughs> uh, last year, I didn't win the stupid league, but last year, if you're drafting this weekend, keep an eye on injuries in the preseason. I scooped up Brandon Cooks later than he should have gone and Kareem Hunt in the seventh round of my main league because Spencer Ware, Julian Edelman got injured in week three. Keep an eye on those injuries, man. They can change while you're drafting. Um, as I mentioned, subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. I, apparently, a thing to do is to unsubscribe from a podcast and then resubscribe. If you really like this show and you have time to do it, do it. I don't. If you don't want to do it, I'm not gonna. If you don't want to do it, don't worry about it. Whatever. Um, if you got questions about your fantasy football team, your fantasy football draft, um, life, parenting. Whatever, email me at willbrinson at gmail.com or tweet me at willbrinson. You can sign up for the Pick Six Podcast Pick'ems League. Pick Six Pod.football.cbssports.com. And if you want to win a giant television, it's actually a $7,000 TV. Um, it's a 65 inch LG TV. CBS Sports has teamed up with CNET to give it away before the football season. This TV, according to CNET, is like no TV you've ever seen before. It's thinner than a pencil and only weighs 18 pounds. It's a $7,000, 65-inch LG flat-screen TV. Um, you should try to win this. Hopefully somebody from the podcast wins it. You can invite me over. We'll drink beer and watch football. To enter, go to cbssports.com backslash kickoff sweeps. That's cbssports.com backslash kickoff sweeps. Fill out the form. There's a bunch of chances to win. All you got to do is subscribe to newsletters, and you can win that that TV. It's well worth the effort. I would do it if I were eligible. Uh, to the news. There's not a ton of news out there, honestly. A slow, slow little Monday, I guess. John Gruden, I mentioned this yesterday. John Gruden says he's overpaid, or he's not overpaid, but Tom Cruise is. I might have mentioned that yesterday. Um Maybe not. Anyway, he said that he's not overpaid. Tom Cruise is overpaid. Unfortunately for John Gruden, he is overpaid. He's being paid $100 million over 10 years. The only way that he'll be properly paid is if he wins three Super Bowls for the Raiders in that time. Maybe two. 
One, would Raiders fans be happy with a single Super Bowl for 10 million to 10 years and a hundred million dollars? Maybe so. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they want like three Super Bowl wins, um, in order to win that. Uh, sad, scary story. Richie Incognito continues to be very much off the rails. He was, uh, detained by police three months ago and underwent a psychiatric evaluation. And then he was arrested on Tuesday, according to Pro Football Talks Mike Florio, and I think later confirmed by police. He was at a at Messenger's Funeral Home in Scottsdale, Arizona, where he was, quote, creating a disturbance and, quote, acting erratically, and at one point making a, quote, gun gesture towards one of the employees. That's from Florio. Um, police reports say that he had a bunch of guns in his truck, and he was asked, he was like, somebody was asked about his, uh, I think it was a funeral for his father and he was not allowed to go to the funeral by family members or something like that. And he was asked about it and he said something along the lines of he doesn't believe his father was really dead. So that is um, a very sad story all around. And and hopefully uh, Richie and Cognito can get help and get better. DJ Moore uh, uh, given a citation for going 113 miles an hour on a Charlotte Speedway. I'm not going to judge anybody for speeding through Charlotte, but you should go slower, DJ Moore. That's too fast. The people out there with their kids. Um, Baker Mayfield did a really good spoof of uh, John Dorsey. And, in fact, we're going to play it for you uh, right now. It's a lot of gum smacking, but it's pretty funny. Hello. This is John Dorsey. How are you doing, buddy boy? Playing in the National Football League is a blessing. It's a privilege. Not many people get to do it. You know what I mean, buddy boy? That's cool stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool stuff. It takes dedication. You know what else takes dedication? Being a Cleveland Brown. See, being a Cleveland Brown is way more than just playing football. It's about being an elf. It's about coming to work every day with your hard hat. And your Air Dorsey's. And your sweater. And you strap on those shoes. And you go to work. I do it every day. Huh. Don't be scared. That's good stuff, buddy boy. That's good stuff. The Browns might be the most entertaining team in football right now. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, just, just throwing it out there. It might be possible. Lamar Jackson ripped himself for his own performance. And uh, Adrian Peterson blasted his critics who says he's too old by saying they don't know football. Um, Jimmy Smith suspended four games after the NFL finds evidence of emotionally abusive behavior. Not good stuff out of the Ravens camp. Um, they are, you know, look, from a personal standpoint, I mean, from a, you know, human being standpoint, you don't like reading this. Um, not good. Be nicer to people, Jimmy. Um, and then from a uh, football standpoint, they are fairly deep at quarterback, but they do need uh, Jimmy Smith out there. Elsewhere in the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns were on uh, Hard Knocks, and man, I tell you, third, I think this is the third episode. This it just keeps getting more and more entertaining. I don't I mean like Bob Wiley stole the show, right? Bob Wiley, the offensive line coach, huge guy. And we got a clip of him talking about stretching. He doesn't think stretching is a thing people should do because they didn't have to do it. In World World War Two, here's Bob Wiley. World War One, World War Two, all those guys that fought in that war, right? They did push-ups, 
jumping jacks, sit up, climbed the rope, and ran. But none of this fancy shit. Okay? Right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Two world wars. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about stretching? Are you kidding me? Huh? Well, let me see. Give me my rubber band so I can stretch to run across that beat. You got to be kidding me. And then, even later, Bob, like, the end of the best part is, they show Bob Wiley going this rant about stretching, and then later on they go to cut this clip of Bob Wiley getting out of a Maserati at the Cleveland Browns uh, valet, and he's like, don't pull that Ferris Bueller bleep on me. Why is that man driving a Maserati? It's no, it's it's incredible. Um, I, I don't think that Hugh Jackson uh, did himself any additional favors in this episode. Greg Williams has his team um, yell, come get some B uh, when they break, which is is interesting. Uh, Brad Paisley gave the worst speech in football history, trying to get the Browns pumped up. He's like, All right, guys, I've been a fan since I'm 12. Just uh, go out there and win some games. It'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, Brad, Brad Paisley actually seems like a pretty chill dude, so I'm not trying to blast him, but, yeah. Um, it it was a pretty terrible speech. Uh, Brogan Roback doesn't think that, um, butterflies are very nutritious. I don't know. This, this episode had it all. Uh, Jarvis Landry's actually a Brad Paisley fan. That was, that was pretty swell too. I highly recommend you watch it. Highly recommend you check it out. We'll talk deeper about that with Mark Susser on Thursday. In the meantime, let's go talk to Pete Prisco, my friend and colleague driving down the road in Florida. All right, Pete, I know you're driving down the road, driving along, singing a song, cool breeze in your hair, headed to, or driving up the road, because you're, no, you're driving down the road. You're leaving Jacksonville. You're heading to Tampa Bay. We will talk about the Buccaneers in a minute. First, we have to talk about, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that everybody agrees should trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Before we get into that, I want to say this. I tell Jamie Eisenberg this all the time. I'm driving through the most miserable city in America. They call it the happiest place on earth. Orlando is the worst place on earth. It's awful. <laughs> Think about it. You got nothing but one road that's full of traffic. You got every tourist in the world looking for, a, 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 you know, one of those theme parks. You got a million kids around here. What the hell is to like about Orlando? Somebody tell me. Um, there's not a whole lot. You know, there, there's some good golf there, maybe. I mean, you, you can't really get excited no about beach. There's no beach. No beach. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot there. I've I've driven from North Carolina down to Orlando for a bowl game, and uh, it was a pretty terrible drive. The drive down there was fun. The drive back was terrible. I mean, it's like it's a long enough drive to get to Florida and Jacksonville in the first place, and then you got to keep cruising on down through uh, th- through Nowhereville in Florida. So yeah, you're stuck in Orlando, but you could buy you could pass. No, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm on I four going through Orlando right now. And I'm getting up to tourist location, you know, tourist destinations. And I look, and everybody's looking for their place, so they drive slow. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. But um, the school started, so there's not as many people around here now. It's a poor man's Jacksonville, is what it is. I'm just kidding. Jacksonville. No, I mean, it's just, it's just at least Jacksonville has a beach. And oh, by the way, did you ever know this story? Jacksonville. Won, I think if, if I remember this correctly, Jacksonville turned down Disney. Otherwise, it would have been up in that area. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Why did they do that? A uh, bad decision. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, just stupidness. All right, stupidity. All right, uh, speak of stupidity, I know how you feel about the Teddy Bridgewater trade. This is your free time to rip me to shreds and tell me why the Jaguars would never t- trade for Teddy Bridgewater, why Teddy Bridgewater sucks, and why Blake Bortles is the king of quarterbacks in the NFL in 2018. I don't think, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater sucks at all. That's, that's, you're putting words in my mouth, son. He doesn't suck. He just thought that he's not that much better if he is any better than Blake Bortles. So you don't go make that deal after you play. You paid Blake Bortles, right? Yep. Okay. You went to a championship game last year with Blake Bortles, who played very well in the playoffs, by the way. You know, you can everybody can discount it. Buffalo game, they didn't throw the ball, but he was leading Russia. And the reason they didn't throw the ball because they didn't think they needed to. And he was playing with wide receivers who had no earthly idea where they were going. And then you look at Teddy. Teddy's coming off a shredded knee. Right? Yep. He still he doesn't have a great arm. He's got three. All anybody talking about is Teddy Bridgewater. He's the greatest in the world. Look, I like Teddy. I want Teddy to be a starter. And I want him to be a star. He's one of the nicest guys in this league. But to go trade for a guy on a one-year deal that's making more, what is he making? Six million dollars a year, but you have no idea if he's even going to play. That's just dumb. Okay, so here's my. Wait, can- and you're taking a giveaway a second-round pick. Even well, here, here's my counterpoint. And look, I, that's fine. You can have my counterpoint is this. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have a situation where right now you have an elite defense, one of the one of the two or three best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league. And it's certainly it's got a nice mix of young talent and veterans who are superstars. And also you also have a running game with Leonard Fournette where you got a young guy who can is in his prime running behind an offensive line that you just bolstered with the addition of Andrew Norwell, and you have one weak spot. If if you took, uh, if you took, I don't I'm, I'm trying to think of a quarter, like Alex Smith and put him on the Jaguars. I mean, is Alex Smith good enough or, or median level enough where if you put him on the Jaguars, they would be the Super Bowl favorites? I'm not saying that Teddy Alex Bridge. Smith is better than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know. I know that. I know that. But I'm saying, I'm not, look, I wrote this, and this is being ignored by the thousands of salty people from Duval in my mentions, but I pointed out that the Jaguars could trade for Teddy Bridgewater as a backup, and I get that it's an expensive backup, but look at, Nick Foles won the freaking Super Bowl for the Eagles last year, a team with a good running game, smart coaching, and a good defense. Why not bolster the quarterback position while also leaving it potentially open that Blake Bortles wins for you, and worst case is, you lost a second round pick, and you had depth at the quarterback position. Because you don't give up a second round pick, that's premium you know, draft picks. You don't give that up. I mean, it's going to be... I, so if you gave, okay, if you gave up a five for him, I, I still wouldn't do it, but because I, I think five. he's out of there after a year. He's out of there after He's not going to play. They don't think he's better than Bortles. You're they t- don't, so he's not going to play. You're telling me that the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars believe that Blake Bortles is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater for 2018. They could have had Teddy Bridgewater if they wanted to. Well, they they signed Bortles before they really dove into the uh, the free they agency. They could have signed Teddy if they wanted to. Here's the thing: the Jets have to trade Teddy, have to, and everybody knows it. They can't keep it. So they're not going to if they're going to keep McCown, they can't keep Teddy Bridgewater. Have all that money in the backup this quarterback position. They don't have to trade him. I mean, they're going to have what are they going to have? Ten million for McCown. It's 16 in backup quarterback money. Come on. You can't do that. They know they got to trade him. Well, then you trade McCown and keep Teddy. Oh, or you get, yeah, I mean, you can get rid of McCown, maybe, too. 
Nobody's going to take McCown on a $10 million deal. Yeah. I, is it, all right, let me ask you this. Should, should the Jets – You know what he said? Teddy Bridgewater threw 14 touchdown passes each of his two seasons. 14. That's it. 14. Well, he's, I mean, he only played two years in the league. Like, he was growing into a good quarterback before he blew out his knee. And, yes, I get that he blew out his knee, and the future is not definitively certain for Teddy Bridgewater. But this is a guy that was, like, I think he gives you a higher floor than Blake Bortles and a perfectly equal ceiling than Blake Bortles. He's about they're the same. They're not any better than each other. So why go make a deal for? Him? Nah, they're not the same. Bridgewater gives you more upside, and 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 like the the Jag, the Jaguars that was shredded. Where's the upside? What are you talking about? The Jaguars play Who, scared. Who's a better runner? Who's a better runner? Who cares? They're quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm just asking that question. Who's better in the red zone? Decision making, Teddy. Portals was eight. He was nine, I think, last year in the in the red zone. For, for you're crazy. He was fantastic in the red zone last year. The don't you agree that the Jaguars play scared with on offense with Blake Bortles? They're scared of him derailing the they offense. Did that because they didn't believe in the wide receivers. That that was told <laughs> to me by people in the building. You think it was the wide receivers, not the quarterback? It, they didn't know where the routes. They were running the wrong routes all day. Uh, so they're not going to play scared this year with the wide receivers. They're, not, they're, not, they're going to be much more aggressive than they've been. Yes. All right. What is what is Blake Bortles? What does Blake Bortles' season end up looking like, Dan? I mean, they, I, look. twenty-five touchdown passes, twelve interceptions. Because he'll still throw the interceptions and thirty-eight hundred yards, thirty-nine hundred yards. That's a pretty good season. Right. He's going to have a good season. Where will Blake Bortles rank in terms of quarterbacks when the season ends? Will he be a top 15 quarterback? He'll be in middle. He'll be in 15, 16, somewhere in there. Just like he will every year. Just like Teddy will be every year, too, if he plays. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got accused of, of agreeing with too much on the podcast. Hopefully that was enough disagreement. Um I, I I mean I just I can't I think Teddy Bridgewater's a better quarterback. I get it if you like Blake Bortles better. Clearly the Jaguars do. They didn't even mess around in the free agency market. They didn't even think about drafting or excuse me, uh signing Kirk Cousins, did they? And uh Kirk Cousins didn't look so sharp for the Vikings. And somebody said to me when I was in Jacksonville, if they had Kirk Cousins and he went three of seven for whatever it was, fifteen yards, how bad would he be getting lit up? How bad with that TV getting lit up? Was, was Blake Bortles the worst quarterback on the field on Saturday? <laughs> no. No. He threw a terrible interception to Harrison Smith. You got to see him in that play. But Kirk Cousins was dreadful. And yet you go on Twitter and all this is on Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles. Hey, Kirk Cousins makes $90 million in guaranteed money. You got to be better than that. That was awful. I, I can't disagree with you on that. Now, do you think that part of that is the adjustment period that he's going through, new receivers, new coaching staff, and playing against a tough defense? Well, I think it was for both quarterbacks and playing against two really good defenses. But, but no, because I, I, he was good in practice. He was good the day I was there. He's been good all, you know, all the reports on it. He's been very, very good. So I don't know what it is. He was bad. He, it was like even when guys were open, he was you know 10 yards over their heads. It was terrible. Do you think that the Vikings offense will be good this year? Yes. Do you think, all right, what, 
what do you, where do you project Kirk Cousins to finish in terms of you might you might be doing this on the fly and that's fine, but right, does Kirk Cousins go over four thousand passing yards? Forty two, probably twenty seven touchdowns and thirteen in something like that. That's pretty comparable to the numbers you just gave for Blake Bortles. Right. I don't think he's that. I don't, I don't think Kirk Cousins is worth the money, to be honest with you. Would you rather have Blake Bortles at his price or Kirk Cousins at his price? Blake Bortles at his price. Wow. All right. There we go. I'm not, I, I'm 90000000 million guarantees is a lot for Mike. If, you, if your name isn't Brady, Rogers, or Breeze, or Rivers, hey, that's a little rich for my blood. I'm not suggesting that you think Blake Bortles is better than Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying that. I don't think he's No, 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 he's not. I know, right. But, but for the price. But dollar to dollar, I take Bortles for the dollar. Um, all right. That is a, uh, that is an interesting take. It's fine. It's fine. It's perfectly fine to have that take. You are high on Blake Bortles. Do you regret not picking the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl? Cause you only put him in the Bortles, Bortles has more playoff wins than Kirk Cousins. Stop it. Stop it. Well, he does. That's just ridiculous. And he played, and he played big in a big moment in that Pittsburgh game. Kirk Cousins hasn't played big in a big moment late in the season, has he? Uh, he has not. Kirk Cousins has, I mean, Kirk Cousins has played bad in big moments, in fact. I think you could argue. Right. So, I mean, that, that, you have to note that. I mean, it's of interest. Yeah. I mean, look, that, don't get me wrong. He hadn't played well in big moments, and, and that's perfectly fine. I, if it's me, I would, I don't know. Um, I, I just think that, and I get the dollars to dollars thing. But I, I think that part of the Kirk Cousins stuff is he hadn't had an ideal setup um, any of his seasons, whether it's wide receivers being hurt, old wide receivers, offensive lines being banged up, et cetera, et cetera, no running game. I, I wonder how he'll – not like he's got a good line now with Minnesota, but they should have a good running game, and he's got Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. They should be pretty good. It's too obvious. I think sometimes in this league we get caught up in – and the Jaguars could have had Kirk Cousins if they wanted to. Yeah. They could have paid him a million. Yes, they could have. Um, okay. What, what about the rookie quarterbacks? Uh, how would you, now this is kind of tricky. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just trying to, uh, you can expound on each guy as you want, but who do you think based on what you've seen from them so far and based on their situations, as in like Baker is probably not going to play, Baker Mayfield is probably not going to play, who do you think has the most success in 2018 of the rookie quarterbacks? Josh Allen. Really? He's been the best. To me, he's looked as good as any of them. How come people aren't talking about that on Twitter? Nobody's driving the ball down the field yet. Have you noticed that? None of the rookie quarterbacks, they're all thinking and dunking. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that a lot of the veteran quarterbacks are driving the ball down the field. We haven't, we've seen, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't do it in the first game. He took that shot down the field to Tyree Kill. Uh, sorry. Maybe fine. In the second game. But like, Cam Newton is currently completing 70% of his passes in the preseason, but he's not taking any shots down the field. He's just dinking and dunking. Uh, we haven't seen Andrew Lux really stretch his arm. I don't know. It's weird. Nobody is. Yeah. And Darnold, Darnold, all most of the Darnold stuff has been real short too. I, I just think what I saw from Allen last week, and I'll be honest, I, I'm, I was always on Allen. I thought he was the number one quarterback in his draft class. I 
didn't know if he would have the command he had last week wanting it. Mm. And you saw his teammates come out after the game and say, wow, this, this kid had the command of the huddle. It was his team. And I didn't know if he would. I thought he would have that, but I wasn't sure. And he had it. He looked like an, he looked like an NFL quarterback last week. Now, it's only the preseason, so these guys, everything – Everything they do, it's only the preseason. But I was really impressed with him. And I'm, I'm curious to see what he does this week when he starts. Yeah, he's going to start week one for the – excuse me, week three for the Bills against the Bengals. Um, how, who's, your, who's your number two on that list? Darnold after – Darnold. Yeah. Darnold, because he's going to play right away, I think. Yeah, they have to play in week one. What, what have you thought about Baker Mayfield so far? Because I don't I – don't, I mean, I'm not – correct me if I'm wrong, but you weren't really high on Baker coming out, right? No, I like Baker. I just would have taken a first overall. Right. I would have taken Allen. I would have had Allen one, uh, probably Rosen two, and Baker three. So I, I was high on him. I just didn't. I I didn't wouldn't take a six foot quarterback number one overall. That's just me. I'm have not you, gonna do that. Have you liked how he's moved in the pocket though? Because I mean, he I mean, I do. he moves I a do. lot. He's another guy that that seems to have a good command. The first first game, the second game, he was middling. Let's put it this way. He wasn't better than Josh Allen in the second game. Um, they played each other. They played each other, and Josh Allen was the better was the better one. Was he better? I thought. Huh? Maybe I, I maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. I don't know. I thought Baker looked pretty good. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I think I think I think you're right about what were Baker's numbers from that game. They weren't very good. I will tell you in one second. Um, I I think you're on to something. When you're good about this in terms of sticking with your guns and, and not not falling prey to the uh, the old the old Twitter crowd that likes to get into a, a tizzy and and, and, dr- and and walk in the same direction, but you're right. Like people aren't giving Josh Allen enough credit, and I think you're, I think you're right about the Baker Mayfield thing. People, I mean the the Blake Bortles thing. People are. It is easier to joke about Blake Bortles. It is easier to joke about Josh Allen. Like the those jokes play better. And that's why people tend to do it as, as more of a joke. Um, I, I, I like I w- the accuracy, the accuracy thing. Everybody killed him for his accuracy. He's the second most accurate rookie passer, second to Darnold so far. And you know who the bottom of the barrel is? Lamar Le- Jackson, who everybody praises on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson's not ready to play right now. No, he's not. I thought Joe Flacco looked pretty spry on Monday night. He actually. did. He did. He looked good. What do you, you know, think? John Brown's going to help him. John Brown can run. Mm-hmm. If John Brown stays healthy, he could be a thousand yard receiver in that offense and take the Mike Wallace, Steve Smith type of role. Hey, do you, is there any chance that the Ravens could win that division? No, the Steelers are winning the division. I mean, it's, okay, all right, no chance whatsoever. Um, no, the Steelers are winning. The division. How long do you think before we see Josh Rosen starting in Arizona? Midway, maybe. Depends, the depends on the record, maybe. Hasn't Arizona's odds come down to win the division, too, by the way, which is interesting? Mm. They were like 14 to 1 at a certain point. I'll tell you what they are right now. I think it's like, I think it's like 9 or 8 somebody. Wow. I liked him at 14 to I 1. I can't imagine that's true. They are currently four, they're still 14 to 1, I think, um, at least oh. on this one side. I'll, t- I'll take a look and see. 14 to 1 is a lot to win a division. Like that is, I mean, just because of the things that can happen in, in terms of, um, in terms of divisions and just how things break and, 
Uh, they're 18 to one on Sportsbook right now. The Rams are minus 180. 49ers are plus 350 and the Seahawks are plus 500. Hmm. Would, uh, when, what about defensive guys? Who's caught your eye defensively so far in the preseason? And Ethan Godway from the Jaguars is going to be defensive player of the year. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Jalen Ramsey's probably the best player on the defense. Clayus Campbell was almost defensive player of the year last year, and I think Ngagwe is going to win it. How many? I had, I, I'm writing about him for Wednesday, and I talked to him yesterday on camera. He's a cocky kid. He believes in himself. But I asked, I, you know, I told that story earlier about what Malik Jackson said when I said in May, I said, Malik. Your defense could be like the one you had in Denver that year when you won the Super Bowl, but you don't have Von Miller. And he pointed over and he goes, yes, we do. And he pointed at Godway. Yeah. And then yesterday I was talking to Clay Campbell, and he said one day he's going to be able to tell his kids that he played with them. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, I'm looking – I'm trying to look at the odds for the uh, – I don't think he's listed on them. He's not listed. How? How is it? What, he had 12 sacks last year? And eight, and what, eight, eight the year before as a rookie. And he had seven forced fumbles, if I'm not mistaken, or six last year. He's going to go to 16, 17, and nine of those, or eight of those. Wow. That would be a pretty, that would be a pretty good season. And you know what? The kid works his ass off. You know, that's another thing Campbell told me. He said, I told him he watches a ton of tape of players. He spent time with Von Miller because, you know, he got to know him. He's his hero, his idol. And he went to the All-Star Weekend. He spent time with him and picked his brain. And he said he watches a ton of tape. And, and uh, Calais Campbell told him, go get some LT tape and watch him. And he did. Oh, my and he God. he picked up a few things from LT. I mean, the kid's a junkie. He's a nasty kid. He plays nasty. And he's got this giant boulder on his shoulder because he went in the third round and it infuriates him. Really? He he hates the fact that he went in the third round? Hates it. Hates it. He said, I'm going to make every one of those teams that fans on me pay. I mean, he just hates it. So this, this guy is like a, like a, and I don't mean this in a bad way. He's like a, like an air, like a, like, like the arrogance oozes out of him, which is what you want in a, in a defensive player, right? Yeah, I told him he's going to be defensive. I'm picking him to be defensive player of the year. And he goes, you're a smart man. You made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else has caught your eye in, in watching the preseason and, and bopping around the league and doing your training camp tour? Well, I mean, I, when you look at some of the good defenses, I mean, you look at, like, Minnesota. Daniel Hunter had a nice day last week against Cam Robinson. Or Daniel Hunter, everyone felt like Daniel, but yeah. he had a really good day. Uh, Harrison Smith, obviously, I think he's a star anyway. Um, trying to think off the top of my head who else caught my eye. I thought it was interesting watching the Rams. They didn't play many guys, obviously, but it's interesting that they're, you know, worried about the pass rush. Did you see that? You know, yeah. and I've been saying that all along. The edge rushers are a problem. Do you think, do you think they believe that like Samson uh, Ibakum can, can be a guy? Ebukam. Ebukam. I, I said it wrong too. Ebukam. Do they think he can be a, a legit pass rush? Cause I mean, I, I thought, and look, we're, it was the Raiders and Rams. And everybody's playing their second string guys, but I thought that the Rams second string guys looked at least while they're being coordinated by Wade Phillips, like they were going to be a real thorn in some people's side. 
and, and you know, when you, when you add in the first, the first teamers to that, all of a sudden you could have a, like a, a, a potentially top five, maybe number one overall defense. So the Rams have that ceiling. I think the Rams will be good on defense. I just think when you're predicated on the edge rush, which Wayne Phillips defense, if you don't have the great guy, you're going to have a problem with that. They're going to use a bunch of bodies. I think Ryan Davis is a guy who's going to play a lot as a run player. He'll play on early downs, and then they'll bring the other guys in on, on the later downs. But if, if people run on them, they're going to have problems. They really are. I, I don't know. I just I worry about that. You know me. I'm an edge rush guy. I know you can have great down players, but you better be able to rush from the edge, too. All right, you've named uh, you've named some sleepers in your time that people should use, should eye for their fantasy drafts. David Johnson is a rookie. Uh, I can't remember who you had in 2016, but last year you had every year. You, I know you've Marcus Colson. I had Marcus Colson once upon a time when he was a rookie. Oh, yeah, what, do you, what do you think about Traquan Smith in, in New Orleans? He looked good, but again, once you get playing rookie receivers, when they get playing in the regular season and they got to see all the different coverages and read on the run, it slows them down. So preseason rookie, you got to throw that out a little bit. It's a yeah. different game. Um. Who you know who looked good, and he looked good when I was there, and Rodgers kept talking about him with Jake Kumaro, but he got hurt last week. got taken up. And he's one he's of the – Not a rookie. Right, but one of the right. young guys. What about, like, Geronimo Allison? How do you think that – how do you think the target share um, with that team shakes out in terms of, like, is this is this a heavy Devontae Adams? Uh, it's Adams, Graham, Cobb, if he's on the field, and then Allison. They love Allison's three, and they love him as a three. But they like him as a as like a like a like lined up across from Adams with Cobb in the slot, or Allison in the slot and Cobb lined up on the outside. No, Cobb will put his slot, but they do can put Allison in there. Okay, so I they, think, they I think Allison's a, a fifty-five catch guy this year. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? I know you know Keelan Cole. Who from? Um, Keelan Cole, although. Westbrook actually had a really good camp, and you know who's had a, a really good camp is Marquise Lee. Mm. If you're, Marquise Lee is still the number one receiver. He's going to be Mr. Reliable. Third and seven, Marquise Lee's getting the ball. Third and 11, Keelan Cole's going to get the ball. That's the way I see it. But I, I rank them one, Lee, two, Cole, three, Westbrook, four will be Moncrief for now and then Sharp. All right, who are you going to be looking at when you go to Tampa Bay? Because the big storyline, I think, I mean, outside of J- Jameis Winston's looked pretty good in the preseason. I, I don't know how much you get excited about that one-legged heave ho into the end zone that he that ended up being a touchdown to Chris Godwin. Um, but the two guys that I would sort of be focusing in on, at least from an offensive perspective, one Chris Godwin, because I want to see if he ends up getting as much playing time as the Bucks seem to indicate he will. And then, two, Ronald Jones. I mean, what the hell is going on with Ronald Jones? Kid was drafted high and can't find the field. I, I wonder if he's having a hard time picking up the playbook. Mm. I think that, that could be a possibility. And when you can't pick up the playbook, that means you can't pick up the blitzes, which means you're going to put your quarterback in jeopardy. I, I'll find out more about that when I get over there, but I imagine that has something to do with it. All right, as you head into week three oh, – is there any chance that the, the Buccaneers, and you can report back on this after you go by there, but, like, is there any chance the Buccaneers stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick in week four over Jameis Winston? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> kidding me? I don't know. There's a possibility. What if they it's go? Take a break here for everybody in the organization. You're not going to put that, hit that on 
The helium balloon? Ryan Patrick, the helium balloon. No, hell no. <laughs> Uh, all right, what uh, what's what battles are you eyeing? We're gonna get you out of here on this. What battles? Oh wait, wait, I gotta ask you. I gotta, I'll get you out on something else. But what battles are you eyeing in week three? Like you look around, that you sort of look around the league and think about the games coming up. Um, who stands out to you as a, as an important battle uh, in week three? You, have, you know, notable games: Patriots at Panthers, Seahawks at the Vikings, Broncos and oh yeah, Redskins. What do you think about Adrian Peterson to the Redskins? Old and slow. I just say no. How about that? I don't know. <laughs> he 2.4 for Rush in his last three games in, in Arizona. He can't run anymore. Done. All right. Uh, what, are, you buy, are you buying into the Bears hype yet after the way the offense looked against uh, no. against the Broncos? No. No, they're a year away. But, I mean, like, but do you think that offense will be good? And, and, like, do you think it will be intriguing to watch? Yeah, it will be fun to watch, but they're, they're a year away. Yeah, I don't they know. Will be good. They will be good next year. What about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Is that defense going to hold them back? Yes, because he's going to throw a lot of for a lot of yards, and he's going to throw for a lot of touchdowns. But he's also going to throw a lot of interceptions, and that defense isn't good enough yet. Has Marquise Goodwin evolved into a true wide receiver one? No, Ooh, but he can fly, so that's always a good thing. But number ones are hard to find. Would you be drafting? Uh, Tawan Taylor in your fantasy league based on how the Titans are using him? Yes. Can I, he... Look, again, he can fly. Yep. So the one thing you can't teach anybody is how to run. I mean, you can teach, you can maybe get him a tick faster, but when you got natural speed like Marquis Goodwin and, and Taylor, that's a big edge. So I, I think he, he looks like a different guy. But, you know, it's funny. You just criticized or sort of criticized Jameis Winston for his one-handed throw into the end zone for a touchdown. Marcus Mariota gets credit for Taylor's touchdown, and all he did was I could have thrown that pass. That's true. That's fair. Um, I, I was more thinking about it, not from a Mariota perspective, but, like, I, I like what the Titans' offense looks like so far. I just think that I think that they're going to put Marcus Mariota in positions to succeed that cater to his skill set far more uh, advantageously than anything we saw from Mike Malarkey or that, that little cup of coffee Ken Wizenhunt had. I will agree with you. I will agree with you. But, again, until the floor calls plays in a regular season game, you're not going to know what he can do. That's true. How many games will the Oakland Raiders win in 2018? Six. That seems high, but that's five. Yeah, five, six. I don't think they're going to be very good. I don't think they're going to be very good either. Do you think that John Gruden is overpaid or underpaid? He said he's not underpaid. He told Peter King that Tom Cruise is overpaid. Well, everybody in Hollywood's overpaid. Would you rather pay John we Gruden only, or Tom Cruise? You only make what you make, though. You know what I mean? If you, if you bring people to the box office, you get paid. Right. I mean, like, if Gruden wins a Super Bowl, he's properly paid. If he misses the playoffs, he's right. overpaid. Right. All right. Well, Tom Cruise, has Tom Cruise made every every movie Tom Cruise has made as a hit? No, he's got a pretty good hit rate, I think. Um, he if, does. If uh, what's your favorite what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Ooh, uh, probably Days of Thunder. But I'm a big Ew. well, I love Days of Thunder. It's great. I'm a big uh, Top Gun fan too. I like Top Gun too. What's your favorite? But um, all the right moves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, I'll get you out of here on this. Are you, you remember wa- that movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right? Uh, you're 
you're just a co- you're just a typing teacher. Who you say? Yeah, yeah. He went on. Craig T. Nelson was the coach. Yeah, cocktail's not bad either. I like cocktail. Elizabeth Shue. Cocktail, not bad. Not bad. A little cheesy, but not bad. Yeah. Rain Man's great. Rain Man is great. Uh, Mission Impossible. The first, the first two Mission Impossibles. Uh, they're they're fine. all the same. Yeah, but they're entertaining. Um, all right. Are you watching Succession on HBO yet? No, I'm not. You need to be watching this, Pete. You'd like this. They swear up. You could use your HBO Go account to, you have HBO at your house, right? Yeah. Sign up for, you can use the HBO Go. You can watch on your iPad when you're out, when you're out banging down film. Uh, it's, I've watched two episodes so far and it's highly entertaining. It's a bunch of family members, uh, making power plays, sort of soap opera, modern soap opera-ish. So you, you, you'd like it. Uh, you should check that out and everyone can check out Pete, Pete on, uh, CBS Sports HQ at cbssports.com backslash live. Follow him for, Great takes on Twitter at Prisco CBS, and uh, make sure and, and look out for what he's got coming from Tampa, and then for Fort Lauderdale, and then we got. To, we, I'll see you next weekend, Pete. Yes, you will. Cut day. Me and, me and Brinson on eight two. <laughs> All right, man. All right, see ya.